welcome to Untold Physio Stories podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Topical analgesics help patients alleviate pain and reduce discomfort. I recommend and use Helix Professional Pain Relief Creams with my patients. Helix has three new creams they've added to their line of topical analgesics. Joining their pain relieving cream is Triactive Therapy Cream, CBD Therapy, and CBD Clinical Creams. My patients have been raving about these creams, and that's why I'm offering you an opportunity to try these in your practice. Email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to helix at helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and Modern Rehab Mastery. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild with Modern Patient Education. How's it going today, Andrew? Good, person. How are you? Good. You're a climber, right? Rock climber? Ah, yes. I've been, yes. been known to dabble in climbing. Right. Are you, uh, are you a boulderer or do you do like sport or trad or what? No, I, I prefer more, yeah, like the top rope sport climbing to, to bouldering. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if you're a boulder, you know, they say bouldering is the, is the most pure form of climbing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I guess without a rope, but it's, you know, it's much, much shorter distances. It is. It is. Well, you know, we just say that here in Western New York because we don't have anywhere to top rope outside. We have to go to Canada or something. Um, we can't, uh, even when we go to Niagara Gorge, we can't top rope there where there's only a bunch of boulders. So ah. yeah, there's a, there's a rock climbing coach who actually, um, started referring me patients. It, it turns out that as a, as a rock climbing coach and a fitness enthusiast, um, he's, he started following me on social media several years ago without even knowing I was a climber. So once I realized, once he realized I was a climber, that was even better. Um, he actually took my online courses and just used it to kind of like just dabble on himself. Um, and then, you know, occasionally he would try like repeated end range loading strategies on, um, athletes he was coaching and if he couldn't get them better, he started referring them to me. So he referred me this, um, boulderer who was probably at the maybe 10 or 15 up on a boulder. And if you, if you've never actually bouldered outside, it's pretty scary the first couple of times you do it when you just have to f- fall backwards in hopes that your hope that your spotter pushes you onto your crash pad you know <laughs> yeah i've never done it out, i've never done it outside thankfully yeah well i've seen people just miss the crash pad land flat on their back you know have the wind knocked out of them um it, it but this this uh kid in particular he fell from 10 feet up he missed his pad and he landed on his with his um, right or left leg. I think it was his right leg, completely in extension. So he just totally, you know, he dislocated his patella, Oof. and uh, he had a tibial fracture. Mm. So after his, um, he he still had a partial fracture by the time I see. By the time he was referred to me, he had been in and out of therapy. Um, his surgeon had to do surgery to repair his tibia. Um, 
but the caveat was you need at least 90 degrees of knee flexion. So I thought, oh, okay, well, it's no problem. I could show him how to, how to do this. And the other therapist he was going to, I think only had given him calf raises mm. <laughs> from what I understand. So I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty easy. Um, so we had to do this all virtually because he was in California and um, he only had maybe 50 to 60 degrees of knee flexion. He had um, pretty high, he wasn't really kinesiophobia, but he had sharp like seven to eight out of 10 pain anytime he got to his end range. Uh, I tried, you know, just simple stuff like open chain tibial internal rotation uh, and made sure that he had a decent amount of hip extension. Um, and I try, also tried like weight bearing in a lunge, but he couldn't really tolerate that because I thought maybe if he started like way back, almost, almost like if you can imagine with his right leg, right knee extended and his, and his heel on the ground to put his foot flat and then kind of lunge into that. I thought that that would be kind of like changing the pattern mm -hmm. um, instead of just only doing like, cause he had only been doing with a stretch strap, like trying to pull his leg toward him, trying to pull his leg toward him. But the whole of the, the problem is the whole of the time he's not like doing passive stretching, he's pretty much in like an immobilizer that's keeping him into knee extension. Um, so the, the, one of the first things I had to, you know, have him do was kind of reduce his fear of the pain. Um, again, he didn't have a lot of kinesiophobia, but he really was just thinking that, you know, the, the pain would equal damage. So I had him read Greg's book that pretty much put him at ease. Then I taught him how to do, um, I, for the second session, I sent him, um, some edge bands because it, it turned out that open chain tibial internal rotation helped him get to maybe about 70 degrees with significantly less pain, maybe only about two out of 10 pain. So I gave him that for about a week. We followed up um, about a week later. He consistently had about 70 degrees. I was hoping it would be more. You know, uh, At this point I was thinking, oh, maybe he actually has a contracture because I think he, he, had, he had been like this maybe at least six weeks, um, but he only had I think four weeks, four to five weeks before the surgeon wanted to do surgery. Um, so for the next visit, I actually had the climbing coach who again has been following me for at least six or seven years come to his house so he could actually be my hands. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's familiar with all my techniques. I had him do a, the com a combination of tibial internal rotation and femoral um, external rotation and he, he was banded actually in his tibia and his femur. That got him to about 80 degrees. Um, we tried some side glides as well. That's, that helped um, reduce some pain, but he was still kind of stuck at 80 degrees. Uh, but at this point, he was able to, um, to do that lunge. So he was able to you know start with his, maybe his knee probably about maybe 100 degrees. Uh, or not 100 degrees. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think now. This is 90. Yeah, he's probably about like 30 degrees away from extension and then kind of lunge into that while uh, the, the climbing coach kind of overpressured him. And at the point where he felt the most amount of pain. So again, instead of having seven, eight out of 10 pain the whole way through the motion, he would only have it at end range. So then I taught him diaphragmatic breathing 
only at end range. And after about like a minute of diaphragmatic breathing end range, he was able to just stay loaded in that position um, with a little bit of overpressure and, you know, reduce it to just one or two just by tuning down his nervous system. So the next visit, um, the last thing that I, I tried is to have the climbing coach push him in prone and internally rotate his tibia. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was changing the pattern uh, because he had always been stretching upright and, you know, doing knee flexion and hip flexion, which you think would be easier. But there was something about prone um, where he was able to get to at least 90. And I, I don't know if he, he was also able to stretch himself easier um, with a stretch strap. So after a couple of weeks of that, um, you know, I didn't hear from him for a while. So I, I wasn't sure how it went. I just kind of left it at like, oh, let's just try it in prone for a while. And, you know, you can always switch up to sideline or, or go back into the lunge and just kind of mix it up and just continue to repeatedly stretch throughout the day and walk around as much as you can. Um, and the next thing he, uh, you know, I was like, you know, two days before the surgery schedule, I just texted him and said, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I have 120 degrees of knee flexion. Oh, wow. And he was, he was stuck like below 90 for three weeks. And I was like, oh man, he's just barely going to get there. But there was something about the prone and maybe potentially having someone else push you. I think like he really needed someone, someone else to do it. You know, like yeah. when you're pushing yourself into pain, no matter all the modulatory techniques I gave him, I, I feel like maybe he was just someone that needed, maybe he could relax better when someone else is doing it. Yeah. But either way that I was, I was shocked and you know, he had surgery. Then he went back in network cause you know, he didn't need my services anymore. <laughs> so that, that, that's my story. No, I think it's just, it goes to show like that, you know, there is something to sometimes someone else doing it, you know, even if it's a, it's a, you know, seemable self type treatment. You know, it's kind of like I tell people sometimes like the whole, sometimes it's like you can't tickle yourself, you know? So sometimes someone else doing something to you, there's something extra to that for whatever reason that seems to be, be helpful. For sure. Just like how, uh, you can't manipulate, you can't, uh, manipulate your own upper thoracic spine. <laughs> it's very hard to, it, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Andrew, where can people find you? People can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at a Rothschild PT, and of course, Modern Patient Education, Modern Rehab Mastery. And maybe teaching modern manual therapy courses. And maybe. All right. So if you guys have any interesting stories or physio failures, uh, or even funny physio stories, make sure to reach out to Andrew and I on social media. And also, please share the podcast and rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit MyPTInsurance.com edge to sign up today.